0: Welcome back to our Shepherd Podcast Valley Chat. I'm Pastor John Corollas here with my senior pastor, Scott Seidler, here at Shepherd of the Desert. And today we're excited to talk to you about encouragement and really talk to each other about encouragement because Mm -hmm. in conversations I have, with pastors who graduated seminary around the same time I did we stay connected over the course of the year through weekly chats through emails phone calls texts and one thing that comes out is that everybody is in need of encouragement yes that encouragement takes all those kinds of different forms of communication but one thing is true we all need it in order to remain in a sustainable ministry in order to remain plugged into what we do so Pastor Scott, have you had any sort of similar realization in your early years as a pastor or maybe later on in your career? Well, yes,
1: the short answer, yes, uh, number one. Number two, I think that the farther I get into ministry now, you know, kind of in the, in the sunset years of my ministry, I just turned 53. I've got about 12 more good years left, Maybe, maybe a bit more. But as I talk with uh, with my colleagues who've been in ministry for a long time, I think encouragement may even be more important because the context of ministry today is so much different than it was in 1996 when I started as a pastor. So, yes, encouragement matters. And I would fight you for I need more encouragement than you need more encouragement.
0: This is not a conversation about the <laughs> educations uh, the educations we receive at the seminary preparing us well for the ministries that we step into. Right. And we could have all kinds of conversations about what is the ministry in the mind of the seminary when they're preparing students, sure. what kind of ministry is a student best prepared for as they step into ministry in the real world, but there's, I think, I think you're right. There's a similarity in there being changed over the course of time for somebody who started in one context Mm -hmm. and the world has grown to be something entirely different, as well as for guys just just starting out who were prepared for a particular kind of ministry and they find themselves in a vastly different kind of place. Or maybe Maybe it is what they expected, but they're further away from the people that they know. They're not as uh, readily able to see their family over holidays or to visit with friends because they might be in the middle of uh, the Western United States and not know anybody within an hour or two. Right. And so that isolation, that tends to be um, something that garners this, this need for for encouragement. Um, but But as I've had conversations with church members and even just... Uh, people connected to our preschool, or whatever—all these kinds of different forms of pastoral ministry. It's become clear that this isn't a need just for pastors, um, or just for young pastors, or for sunsetting pastors, as mm. you would say. But uh, but something for everybody um, yep. at, at all kinds of, of you know stages in life, whether they'd be somebody that lives at home and isn't able to get out much because of their age, or maybe they're plugged in and locked in on their career and growing their family. Maybe they're a young professional who is just starting out, bought a first house, whatever it is. Everybody seems to be facing different struggles. And so the need for honest, for, for real, for, for significant uh, encouragement seems to be uh, extremely, extremely needful, extremely necessary.
1: Well, and I would, I would say this, so let me throw in um, a, a couple thought bombs that just exploded in my own head. Um, first of all, let's just talk about men for a second, because the isolation that men are feeling these days of all ages, um, the uh, hard task of getting male friends means that you have a hard task of getting male friends encouragement. And it's one thing to, you know, give encouragement generally just as a human being, but it's, I think, very important that men are encouraged by men. And there's just a, something a little bit different, maybe experientially, culturally, um, that, that goes into that. So, um, you know, just keep that in mind. And I think the second piece of the puzzle is in Christian ministry, um, You know, again, a lot of the pastors we know, male pastors, a lot of pastors generally are, are men. And so you double down on we have a we have a hard Christian ministry and we're men. Now we're doubly hard pressed. How do we get encouragement as Christian male ministers? It's a big ticket. I mean, that is a huge hill to climb. And uh, this is uh, this topic of encouragement really just becomes that much
0: more important. I think you're totally right about that. You have that double level of, of difficulty. And so it becomes double as important, I think, to, to right. seek out those kinds of relationships instead of just expecting that it's going to manifest for you in your own life according to how the world works. Right. And th- that's probably true for, for most people as well. Um, it's, like, uh, it's like the idea that, um, that a therapist, a clinical, clinically trained therapist still needs to have their own therapist, right. especially if they're seeing clients, because now they've got to process what they're processing with all of their clients. Right. And even though the therapist knows what, that, what their caretaker, what their therapist is going to tell them, it's really, really important for them still to receive that kind of sustainable, renewing conversation, processing place where it's safe for them to, to lay out everything that's going on and to receive those same kinds of comments, support, And really encouragement that we need. So pastors need pastors, therapists need therapists. Maybe Mm -hmm. everybody needs a therapist. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of counseling and therapy. I agree with you. Um, But outside of professional relationships, where Mm -hmm. do you point people or where have you found um, the most strong forms of encouragement for yourself? And where do you point people when they ask you for some advice on that?
1: Oh, John. I am an awful answer to that question. I just need <laughs> to be honest. And I, I think it's symptomatic of the fact that, you know, encouragement can sometimes be that hard to find. For me, my encouragement comes most significantly from the people who know me best, and that is my family. Renee, uh, after 28 years of marriage, I mean, she is the encourager. Um, she knows me best. We have known each other our entire lives. So longevity matters in that regard. Um, it just can't be Pollyanna, you know, little nice, courteous affirmations like, you know, the old SNL skit with Stuart Smalley, you know, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh, darn it. People love me. I mean, that just kind of sugary, saccharine, uh, encouragement doesn't count. You got to find Who's been with you the longest? Who's known you the longest? I think that's, that's, that's for me, the hardest. Because, I mean, we've known each other for a couple years. You're a great encourager. I hope you feel the same about me. But, you know, you learn the, the the deep history. You know what kinds of encouragement matter. Gary Chapman wrote the book Love Languages. Encouragement comes in different forms. Sometimes for me, it's words of affirmation. Renee can slather that on thick. But for other people, it may just be uh, time spent. Quality time is as an affirmation of a different kind, gifts, encouragement—you know—so those those all come into play. And um, what about you? How do you how do you navigate that really hard question that I can't answer except I just did for four minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think
0: it's important to, to recognize that that it is challenging, even if you're somebody who's lived life, who's led organizations, who's had, um, who's had career moves, who's, who seems to be well-established and has life pretty much you know, going on a, on a reasonably stable track, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you've got these kinds of supportive, resilient relationships that are pouring into you constantly, and you can just turn to your counsel of encouragement and, and receive exactly what you need. It's, it's hard to find that because sometimes what is most uh, pressing on you, most personally difficult for you, it takes a lot of strength and courage to reveal that to somebody. And and so it needs to be somebody that you're willing to go that far with and then who you can trust to speak positively into you, supportively into you and, and, and how you're handling whatever that situation may be or that great fear, or that great question may be for you. For me, the encouraging people, again, like you said, the people that know me best, the people that have known me the longest, my brother, who we've shared a room since he was born, uh, that's been a, a long standing relationship. That's somewhere we can go and be honest with each other and just say what we're feeling. And sometimes encouragement is a nonverbal communication, um, you know, uh, as well as the guys that walked with me through seminary. And mm-hmm. we find ourselves in similar situations pastorally in our first or second call trying to figure everything out. Um, and yeah, and, and the closest person in my life, uh, you know, Kaylee, my wife, who uh, as we are better learning to understand each other in our early, early days of marriage, early months of marriage, you know, we're learning what those paths of encouragement, of, right. of sincere... And, and, and really like uh, tangible encouragement are because um, as you said, if you just say something that you think somebody wants to hear, mm-hmm. you're gonna see right through it. Right. And right. if you just hear somebody say, you're doing great, really appreciate you, thanks for being you, it doesn't really help mm-hmm. if you're seriously questioning whether you've got it together, whether right. the strengths that you've thought you've had are really your strengths or whatever questions you might be, you might be struggling with. Those, those are where I turn.
1: You know, the, as you're talking, and I, I just, again, think about our, our working relationship over these past couple of years, you have a real extroverted quality you know, to you. You live outwardly. I tend to be a lot more introverted. And so as you're answering that question, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, gosh, I wish I could be like John when I grow up. Uh, Because I have noticed that about you. You have so many relationships. I listen to you in the next door office. You're talking, you know, with your seminary classmates having a roundtable discussion about stuff. And I I commend you for that. Um, You know, there is that extroversion, introversion offset. I have to work harder um, to find Uh, time and allow people to be an encourager for me. And so, you know, introversion, if you're an introverted person like I am, you're going to have to do a little bit more work to find who those people are that you trust to encourage you. And then you, you actually got to talk to people, <laughs> you know, introverts tend not to want to, you know, maybe interact with a lot of people all the time. And uh, that's certainly for me, uh, I get pretty exhausted in ministry pretty quickly. If I've got to be around crowds, it sounds odd, um, but, but that's an, again, another, another thing just to think through. If you're finding yourself lacking encouragement, you find yourself being more of an introverted personality type. What is the action plan? by which you're going to increase your circle of trust right meet the Fokker's reference and 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 have that ability to have people speak a word of affirmation encouragement to you
0: i think there's an element here too where somebody might be asking themselves well i don't know if it's encouragement i need but i'm feeling exhaustion because of my work or i'm feeling stress because of certain relationships i have in my life and there's there's a press where the lack of encouragement can pour into these other areas and so different indicators of burnout or indicators of right. uh, anxiety or stress yeah. or, or even just kind of a depressed state mm-hmm. um, can help you, uh, can kind of be a trigger or a flag for you to say, are there people that speak honestly to me about, about I, what I'm doing? Is there somebody I can go to with struggles? And so it may be kind of a barometer, kind of a check that you can run on yourself do I feel encouraged? Do I feel like there's people right. that believe in in me and what I'm doing? And uh, and and on the converse side of that, and this is where you know that scriptural reference we've been throwing around as we were putting this um, this episode together from 1 Thessalonians, it says, "Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up." Just as in fact you are doing, Paul is instructing the Thessalonians to be in encouraging relationships. Right. And so, as we hear that, not only do we hear that we need them, but then also we hear we're supposed to be participating in that. Right. Who, who am I supposed to be encouraging? And that may be helpful on the path of trying to find your encouragers. Right. Who is it that God has placed me into a position to encourage in that meaningful, trust-filled, um, just sincere way where they can trust me yeah. that what I'm saying is true, not just something I'm trying to puff them up with or right. you know keep them going for my own benefit. You know Who, who am I supposed to encourage? Right. Do you have any thoughts on how you've identified those people that you encourage
1: well you know in, in theory and i don't mean to be glib but you and i get paid to be encouragers right i mean helpers like pastors or counselors or doctors are meant to you know be encouraging as part of our profession so i don't have to work too hard to find people who I can encourage. I love helping people. And so for me, it's not so much being an encourager because I have to do that as part of my job, but what really gives me joy is being able to provide surprising encouragement. For instance, Yesterday, one of our um, music and worship leaders over uh, here at uh, our Shea campus uh, was telling me that he's uh, getting ready to go to uh, Broadway in New York and to try out and to try to make it on Broadway in New York. And it made me think of a contact that I have here in Phoenix that's actually been on Broadway very successfully. And so I didn't see that coming, that whole conversation with our, with our worship uh, uh, leader. And I mean, as soon as he said, I'm going to Broadway, I thought of the contact that I know here in Phoenix that's been on Broadway at the highest level of success. And I was able to say, guess what? I get to have a Zoom meeting with you two in order for me to help you achieve your dreams on Broadway, hopefully. Who knows what's going to come of it? But those are the things uh, that that for me gives me joy is surprising encouragement. You know, when I'm in the the supermarket aisle and there's you know a five foot two inch ninety year old woman trying to reach the pineapple juice at the seven foot level uh, of the uh, of the uh, shelves. You know, can I help you? Surprising. You know, didn't see it coming. It's done and we're moving on but those kinds of taking the bull by the horns when you see an opportunity seize it because when you give encouragement as a human being God gives you encouragement back and that's just a really cool
0: thing. Yeah, there's that there's that cycle of I'm I'm taking a step towards somebody just because there's a need that apparently I think I'd be able to fill, right. and it doesn't have to be very complex. It could be as simple as a grocery store assist, or or taking something out to the car, or helping somebody carry bags, or whatever. And and in their thank you, or even just appreciative look, there all of a sudden is that gift of God encouragement back right. to you. That's right. And you know we we're all familiar with this concept of paying it forward, of of feeling rewarded when we give something away. But there's there's a there's a very real value to that that's important to, to just express and, and get out there. So if you're somebody who's kind of looking at your life and you're thinking about whether you've got encouragement, whether you've got supportive and resilient relationships, uh, hopefully this conversation has been able to help you think through how are the ways that I can assess whether they exist in my life, pray about and, and search out somebody who can help me identify where they might be and, and who I can encourage right. in a way that creates almost a, a dynamic sort of encouragement loop back and forth with each other. Um, Pastor Scott, thanks for your, your wisdom and your insight on this. We hope to see you next time as we uh, join once again in having a Valley Chat conversation for, uh, for people, for Christians everywhere. We'll see you next time.